0: Romans chapter 15, make sure I got my time right. I didn't have my watch last week and freaked some people out. Not because I went long, they thought I might go long. But I understand how it is when you're under such good preaching like this, you don't really know the time, so Romans 15, we want to talk about this subject today, the importance of peace in the stand of faith. The importance of peace in the stand of faith, hallelujah. And uh, there are evidences of being in faith. And what I have to understand is that faith does not work uh, independent of other spiritual attributes. All right? Faith is not a standalone. All right? We t- we we talked about that in a series that I taught and how. Peter wrote and he said to, to add these things to your faith. Yeah. And he talked about adding diligence and, and adding patience and adding these different additives to your faith. And so faith does not work independent of other spiritual attributes. All right. In, in my own life, I'm not telling you to do this to somebody else in your own life. If you're believing God in a certain area, then you want to be looking for those symptoms of faith. All right, there are symptoms of faith, and you can't overlook the lack of those symptoms and just assume that your faith is working at its, at its ultimate level, because it's not necessarily the case. Amen. The atmosphere in our lives can be created that will allow faith to have its fullest function. Right, it's possible to operate at 100% faith. That's that's why the Bible talks about the different dimensions, the different types of faith. He says there's no faith, there's little faith, there's great faith, there's exceedingly growing faith, there's weak faith, there's strong faith. He says we walk by faith, we live by faith, we see by faith, we hear by faith, we're saved by faith, we're healed by faith. So, If if it's possible to have great faith, then I want to have great faith all the time. If it's possible to have faith that's exceedingly growing, that's what I want in my life all the time. Can you say amen? amen? So the goal of the believer is to operate at the fullest capacity of faith. That's the goal. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. This is a verse that may be familiar, but the Apostle Paul writes here, and he says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy, notice, and peace in believing. For what purpose, Paul? That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So notice, when real Bible faith is in operation, there'll be an atmosphere of joy and peace. Not a circumstance of joy and peace. An atmosphere of joy and peace. All right, I can feel the pressure, but be at peace. I can see the report, but be at peace. I can be told something, but be at peace. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm in faith. What you believe determines the atmosphere that you produce. And when the challenge comes, when the, when the pressure comes, all right, I have to be in a place of peace. I have to be in a place, not get there, be there. I have to already be there. You can't make me question If you get a bad report physically, if a person in peace gets a bad report physically, you can't make them question whether they're going to receive or why it happened. Because peace holds them there. For the devil to get your faith, he's got to get your peace. Hear me. He comes after your peace first. Because if he can get your peace, he can get your faith. Why? Because peace is what? A fruit of the Spirit, which is is attached to what? To love. And how does faith work? By love. If he gets your peace, he shakes your love. And if he gets your love, he stops your faith from working. Oh, hallelujah. So the goal is to operate at the fullest capacity of faith. Now, this is not automatic. There will be joy and peace because you chose joy and peace not automatic nobody nobody in here nobody sitting next to you nobody that you know does anything come automatically you got to choose it every time well how many times do i have to choose it every time you face something every time how, how many days of the week are faith days and what, so what do you got to do? You got to get up every day and determine to what? Pick up your shield of faith, put the word of God in your mouth, speak it out of your mouth, right? You got to choose to hold the shield of faith up. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 6, that what do you do? You take the shield of faith. You take it up. When do you take it up? Every day. Every day. Every day. When do you choose to be in joy and peace? Every day. When do you choose to be in joy and peace? Every circumstance. When do you choose to be in joy and peace? Every problem. When do you choose to be in joy and peace? Every encounter that you have, I'm choosing to be in joy and peace. And what will happen? I'll be believing. Oh, hallelujah. See, if we're believing God, this is important. If you're believing God, if you're taking God at his word, you will be in joy and peace. Because I'm believing God. Are you following me? If you're believing God, there are things that you have done. And and there's so many avenues we could run down here. If you're believing God, there's things you've done. You've cast your care on him. You've taken him at his word. You've settled the issue if you're believing God. Now, sometimes people have a problem. They'll say, well, don't judge my faith. I'm not judging your faith. I'm judging the symptoms that I see. And if I see agitation, if I see frustration, if I see fear, I'll tell you what's not there, faith. And why do I know? If I see fear, I know love's not there. And if love's not there, I know faith's not working. Now, that may not be something that you'll tell somebody face to face, but that's what I've got to do in judging myself. Remember what the Bible says? It says to take an examination and see if you be in faith. Is that right? So, so if I examine myself and I say, "Well, I see fear there, or I see frustration there," okay, wait a minute, stop. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of that first, because faith is sitting over here, primed. The oil is full, the tank is full. It's ready to go. It doesn't have any energizing source. It doesn't have any, It doesn't have anything that's going to make it work. Once I get that out of the way, once I get my peace right. Once I get my joy right, then the cord's hooked up to the faith, and here we go. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see this? One translation says, I pray God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. So if I trust in him, I am filled completely with joy and peace. Oh, Hallelujah. Joy and peace because you trust in him. So faith will be accompanied by peace. That, that word, of course, peace, irene in the Greek, it means quietness or rest or tranquility. Notice what it doesn't mean. Lack of a problem. Peace is a force. Peace is not the lack of pressure. Peace is quietness and rest and tranquility in the pressure. Is that right? And the enemy wants you to focus on the pressure. Your mind wants to focus on the pressure. Well, when's the end going to come? When it comes. Your job is to be at Peace. I should say that again. When's the end gonna come? When it comes. Your job's to be at peace. If you're at peace, doesn't matter. Why? Because if I'm at peace, I believe God. What does the Bible say about the man that believes God? He won't be ashamed. Hallelujah. The man that believes will not be ashamed. That's what the Bible says. So what does that mean? If you're you're believing God, what's going to happen? All things are going to work together for your good because you love God and you're called according to His purpose. Is that right? So what you're dealing with right now, what you may be facing, I can tell you how it's all going to end if you're believing God, with you with the victory. Oh, hallelujah. Look look at Mark chapter 5. The importance of peace in the stand of faith. I want you to see something. Mark chapter 5. Remember, the atmosphere can be created that will allow faith to have its fullest operation. Mark chapter 5, verse 39. This is when Jesus went to the house of Jairus. And when he was come in, he said to them, why do you make this a and weep? The damsel's not dead, but asleep. And they laughed him to scorn, and he put them all out. I've had great theologians say, why did Jesus put them out? To create an atmosphere of faith. Yeah, but that was Jesus. His faith wouldn't have been hindered. You haven't read Luke chapter 4, have you? You haven't read Matthew chapter 4, have you? And he could do their no mighty work. Save he laid his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. And he marveled at their unbelief. What was he he marveling at? About their unbelief that could hinder his ability to operate in that circumstance. And it's not always somebody else that, that makes the atmosphere hard for faith to operate in my life. It can be myself. Amen. Do you see that? He created an atmosphere for faith to operate. You got to create an atmosphere for faith to operate. And an atmosphere for faith to operate is not just the word going 24 hours a day. You got to create the atmosphere for faith to operate. You got to hold yourself in a place of peace. You got to hold yourself in a place of joy. You got to hold yourself in a place of love. You're creating the atmosphere for faith to operate. I'm going to stay in peace. Right, that might that it might involve for some of y'all turning off the news, Fox and otherwise, or victory news. It it amazes me sometimes how people think if they're watching victory news, the bad news won't affect them because it's on victory. Well, you got to fix it right here, or what's on victory will affect you. You got to settle it right here. No matter what I hear, I'm at peace. No matter what they say. I'm at peace. They came to Jesus and Jairus, and they looked at Jairus and said, What are you doing bothering the master? Your child was dead. And when you study that out in the Greek, when you read Matthew's account, his daughter was already dead when he went to get Jesus. And when those people came to him, they said, why are you still bothering Jesus? You know your daughter's dead. And Jesus looked at him and said, look, don't be afraid. Stop being afraid. Keep on believing. I'm going to your house. Everything's going to be all right. Stay with what you said. Hold yourself in a place of peace. Glory to God. And when Jesus showed there, he showed up, he saw all these people making this ado and weeping. What were they doing? Violating peace. There was no peace in that home. And Jesus had to put them all out. And take the mom and the dad that would believe him. And the three disciples that would believe him. And he went in there. And in a matter of moments that little girl was up. And walking around and healed. Why? Because, because Jesus touched her? No. Because Jesus went in and set the atmosphere. Where the faith of God could work. And he could heal that little girl. Oh hallelujah. Do you see that? You got to set the atmosphere. If, listen, if you're really believing for something, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have time for anything else. I'm, I'm, t- I'm going to be just as blunt as I know to be. I don't have anything to lose. If you're believing for healing, why are you watching anything on TV except what pertains to healing? Why are you listening to anything except what pertains to healing? Well, you know, I like that show. You don't need that show. You need what's going to produce the atmosphere of healing in your body. Amen. Yeah, but you know, I need to know what's going on in the world. You know what's going on in your body, and it's trying to rob your health from you. You need to put off what's going on in the world and put in you what your body needs to be healed and whole. You got to put the effort forth. If you're believing God for healing in your body, healing is your job. Getting healed is your job. And what will it do? It'll hold you in a place of peace. It'll hold you in a place of peace. Glory to God. And and quite frankly, you really don't have time for anything else. And don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Nobody is so spiritually mature that if you keep putting that stuff in you, it's going to affect you. The Lord said to me, he said, a person, a believer cannot expect to listen to the same thing the world listens to and not expect to think the way the world thinks and then not expect to get the same results the world's getting. I know preachers. I I, I was sitting with preachers in a speaker's room one time and they could tell you every headline. They could tell you every headline about what was going on in the world. All the sicknesses, all the diseases, how worried they were that this was going to happen and that was going to happen. And you're here to preach faith. Talking about all that's going on. Listen, listen. I don't care what happens in the world. Because, right? I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm looking for a hole in the sky. Right? No, no, matter, no matter what happens, the deal has been sealed. I, I've already got the victory. Is that right? Yes, mm. sir. You got to create that atmosphere. For the person in faith, there's nothing to be uneasy about. Look look at John 14. Am I helping you at all? That's the importance. John 14. See, faith works best in an atmosphere of peace. John 14 and verse 1. It's a familiar verse, but I want you to see something. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, very often, right there we start, and and that's basically where we end it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Well, that's true. But he tells us something that's important. That word troubled means to render anxious or distressed. All right? Another translation says, do not allow your mind to be anxious. Another says, stop letting your mind be anxious. Now, there's a reason for this. If you're believing, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? A troubled heart is an unbelieving heart. See, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? You believe in God, believe also in me. Well, what believe also in me? Believe what I'm telling you. Believe what I've said to you. Jesus indicates that what could hinder their believing was a troubled heart. Amen. If you're believing, don't let your heart be troubled. Now, why is that important? Because I'm in charge of whether or not I'm in faith. I am in charge of whether or not I have peace. I'm in charge of that. If you have real Bible faith, you will have peace. Because a lack of peace is based on what you see. Strong faith is based on what you see. What are you seeing? The enemy, people will say the enemy of faith is fear. The enemy of faith is sight. Fear comes from sight. But the enemy of faith is what you see. That's why the Bible says we, we, that in in Second uh, Corinthians chapter four it says we have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written I have spoken therefore uh, uh, I, I I have believed therefore have I spoken we also believe and therefore speak is that right and he said because we believe and we speak he said therefore we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary. What keeps you in a place of joy and peace? What I'm dealing with right now is temporary. In the long-term scheme of things, it's momentary. Amen. And notice, he said, don't allow your heart to be troubled. So if Jesus tells me to not allow something, I have the power to not allow it. Well, pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. It doesn't matter if I know or not. It doesn't change what Jesus said. See, nobody can give you license to be anxious because of what you're going through. You have to base what you do and how you act based on the word, not based on what somebody said. Well, now, sister, now I know, you know, I know what people preach, you know, not to worry and be troubled, but my Lord, you're under a heavy load. I might have just killed her. Because he said, don't allow it. Amen. Amen. Listen, in in your marriage, you got to build one another up in that. You got to look at the other one and say, look, now now sit down here. We're not going to worry. We're not going to be troubled. We're not going to be anxious. No, we're not going to be anxious. We're going to believe God. Amen. We're going to believe God. Why? Because I'm in charge of whether or not I let my heart be troubled. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith, by definition, we've taught on that a lot here from Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Faith, by definition, is the conviction that something is true being convinced that something's true now what's that conviction accompanied by peace quietness and rest see think think about this wait a minute so if you're convinced 100% that what you just read in the bible is true why would you ever not be at peace about it what could ever convince you see for me not to be at peace I have to be convinced about something other than the Word. Is that right? See, am I convinced? I've got to ask myself, am I convinced? I I know people that know the Scripture in the Bible, but they're not convinced that the Scripture is right. Or that it's working in their life. Amen. Well, I've been confessing healing scriptures. You haven't said that much. What do you believe about what you're confessing? Amen. That's why how many many times over the years have we heard teaching on mental assent and real Bible faith? What is mental assent? Assenting that the word is true. Saying the word is true. Declaring the word is true. That's not believing the word is true. When you really believe the word's true, all the trouble, all the anxiousness, all the worry goes away. Because I'm convinced of something else. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? That's why when you're you're believing God, there's no reason to play the the denial game. People will get a bad report from the doctor, they'll say, you have this. I don't have that. No, I don't. I don't have that. Well, yes, you do. It's right there on the report. Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Say what you mean. Well, you know I mean that I don't receive that report. No, I don't. Unless you said it. This is important. Because denial is not faith. Faith does not deny what is. Faith changes what is. Faith doesn't deny what is. It changes what is. This is important. Because, because that's why it takes time to get convinced. Convinced. It takes effort to get convinced. You might might be dealing with something in your body, something in your family, uh, or, 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 or whatever the circumstance may be. You might be believing God for a different job, a different whatever. But here's the thing. Spend time getting convinced. The labor that you put in getting convinced will serve you in the shortness of time that it takes to receive what you're convinced about. The reason a lot of people don't receive faster is in the process of trying to receive, they're trying to get convinced. You got to spend time getting convinced. I've had people ask me over the years, how did God bring y'all, for instance, bring y'all out of debt in nine months? Do you know how many weeks we spent just focusing on God brings out those that are bound by chains? And then when it come time to put it on paper and it come time to believe God, we didn't have to work it up. It was already stirred up and it blew that debt out of the water. When they came to us with the report about our our grandson... With those heart problems and all the surgeries he was gonna have, he was gonna have to endure. I didn't have to work up the fact that his heart was fixed, trusting in the Lord and that God would bring him health and cure. I didn't have to work that up. It was already there. And that's why my wife looked at at them and said he might be little but he's mighty in the name of Jesus. His name shall be Mighty Griffin. And they said he'll have to have open heart surgery and he'll have to have it soon. Then they said he'd have to have it in six months. Then they said he'd have to have it at a year. Then they said he'd have to have it at two years. Then they said maybe we could just put a cat, you know, run a, a, a line up the vein in his leg and fix it. Well, I've still got the text that I was sent that they went to his cardiologist and his cardiologist said I'm telling you he will never need surgery his heart's fixed amen glory now there were a lot of people believing in that situation but I'm telling you that was my stand I didn't have to work it up so when you when you get a report you got to stop first of all And determine, where am I at? Where am I at? I've had people disagree with me, but that's okay. You're allowed. You're allowed to disagree with me. But here's the point. I'll see people. They'll be faced with something, and they'll just start trying to machine gun scriptures. I'm the healer of the Lord. I'm blessed going in and coming out. And I'm not telling you not to confess scripture. But what do you believe? What of those hundred scriptures that you just said, could you pick out of the pile and say, this is it? This is what I believe. Amen. Amen. What do you believe? When When it comes to sickness, airborne and otherwise, I determined years ago what I believed. He said, none of these sicknesses that came on Egypt will come on you. That's what he said. That's what I believe. I don't expect to be sick. That's what I believe. I don't need 50 other scriptures. That's what I believe. And I keep myself in a place of peace with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, you know, what if they do this, and what if they do that, and what if they bring back this, and what if they bring back that? Let me tell you something. You better get in peace, or you'll put a mask on and get it anyway. That mask's not going to protect you from a lack of peace. Amen. You better put your, uh You understand? I, I get, I get. Moving right along, Amen. I I got, I got so I got so amused with people, Think, thinking back back when all this was going on in the world, how they could be out of peace, right? Mad at everybody, mad at the government, mad at everybody, sanitizing their hands, putting two masks on. Out of peace, the barrier is peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, tranquility, calmness, quietness. The barrier is the word of God that works by love. You understand what I'm trying to get across to you? You hold yourself in a place of peace. What do you believe? What do you believe? Well, here's a ream of paper of what I believe. What, out of that ream of paper, what one do you believe? The Bible nowhere says that you'll be healed or kept because of your much confession and how much you confess or how many scriptures you confess. It declares you will have what you say. And Jesus said, Remember what he said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24? He said, Have faith in God, for truly I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, number one, and shall not doubt in his heart, number two, but shall believe. That those things he saith shall come to pass. He will have whatsoever he says. So what does it tell you? Right there in those verses, it tells you that you need to be be saying three times. But how many times do you need to be believing? One time. How many times do you need to refuse to doubt? One time. So what does that mean? Concerning what you're believing for, get rid of the doubt. I don't doubt God's word. I believe God's word. And I'm going to say what I believe. And what's that going to do? Hold me in a place of peace. This is what I believe. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, this is, this is what I believe. Hallelujah. Hmm. Acts 27. Are you all right with this? Yes, sir. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. I confess the word every day. But I confess what I believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 27 verse 22. Now this is Paul in the middle of a storm. Pretty bad one. And he says, I exhort you to be of good cheer. Well, Paul, why in the world should we be of good cheer? We have not seen the sun or the moon. For days. Right? He said, There not be the loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Well, that's a little better. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. What did he say? Fear not, Paul. You have to be brought before Caesar, and God has given you all them that sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Why? I believe God. What do I believe? That it will be even as it was told to me. Is, is that serious? Now, now, now think about this. What was Paul believing? What was told to him? What was told to him? Nobody's going to lose their life. Is that right? See, what has been told to you? You fill in the blank. Wherefore, sir? I believe God that it will be even as it was told to me. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I am an overcomer in the name of Jesus. My children are saved in the name of Jesus. Why am I saying that? Because I opened up the book and it was told to me in the Holy Scriptures. Wherefore, I believe God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the middle of the storm... Paul hears from God. He had peace. Now, Paul heard from an angel. Remember what Peter said? He was writing to the, to the church in Rome, and he made this statement. He said uh, that they were on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he said, We heard a voice from heaven saying what it said, Right? God's voice, the audible voice of God. And then he said, we even have a more sure word of prophecy than that audible voice from heaven. That's the written word of God. It is more sure, more reliable than an audible voice that you hear. Paul saw an angel, but you have the written word. Paul could believe an angel and step out on the deck and say, everybody's going to be okay because I believe God based on what an angel says. you got to step out in the middle of your house based on what the Word of God has said and declare to your family, this is the way it's going to be because I believe God. Amen. 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 Based on what? Based on the written Word. Based on the written Word. I'm holding myself in a place of peace based on the written word. When somebody says, how do you know it's all going to turn around? Because I believe God. I believe God. Am I helping you this morning? You you, you got to quit working. You got to quit looking for these little things and subtle nuances and how you can tweak this and how you can tweak that. Do you believe God or not? What do you believe? What, What do you believe? I believe God. Then everything's going to be all right. Isn't that right? Now notice something. I want you to see verse 34. Wherefore, I pray you, take some meat. This is for your health. Now notice, he says, you need to eat. You need to get strong. And then he says, notice what he says. Because I'm telling you, there's not a hair going to fall from your head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What would you do if I told you that today? You, You need to just be at peace. Because everything is going to be all right. No, I mean, as your pastor, if I told you today, don't worry another moment, because I'm telling you that everything's going to be all right. Well, why, pastor? Because I believe God. I believe that God has given all of them that come to our church to us. And if you'll believe what God is saying through his word and through the vessels that he brings to this church, if you'll believe God, everything's going to be all right. I keep telling you, I'm looking for that day. Your babies are going to be sitting beside you in the chair. Your grandchildren are going to be sitting beside you in the chair. Your children that you are believing God for are going to be sitting beside you in the chair. How do I know that? Because I believe God. That God said that your children and your grandchildren, your seed and your seed seed would minister and preach and speak the word of God. Your best days are yet ahead of you. Why, pastor? Because I believe God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, listen to me, will never leave you in a deficit. God won't leave you worse off than he found you. God won't leave you worse off than you were six months ago God won't leave you worse off than you were ten years ago It doesn't matter what you may be facing It doesn't matter what you may have gone through God's not going to leave you in the rubble God's going to bring you out of that God's going to rebuild your life God's going to make a difference God's going to make it happen in your life He's not going to leave you in a deficit He won't leave you worse off than you were I believe that. I say, I believe that. Yeah, but the relationships in my life, God is going to make those relationships better than they have ever been before. God's going to make your relationship with your children and your family better than it ever has been before. Why? Because he said, that's my will. My will is that your family be at peace. My will is that your family be at joy. My will is that your children grow up around your table like olive plants. I believe God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe God. Amen. So he said, eat. This is for your health. In other words, nothing spiritual here. This is for your health. For there will not a hair fall from any of your heads. So go ahead and eat because everything's going to be all right. I'm telling you, there's, there's a message here for us. Go ahead and go out to eat today. Go ahead and go about your life like everything's great. Why? Because everything is going to be all right. Yeah, but if you knew, it doesn't, doesn't matter. They're still in the storm. There's still no sun shining. The boat is still being rocked back in two. But Paul says, here's what I know. I know what I believe. And he said he's given all them the sail with me. Do you know in somebody's house, it only takes one person that'll believe God and one person that'll say, it's not going to go that way. That's not how it's going to happen. It's going to go this direction in the name of, oh, just one person. Amen. And I made up my mind to be that person. I made up my mind to be that person. I made up my mind the devil can't outfight me. The devil can't outlast me. The devil can't outwork me. I don't care. I don't care if the devil doesn't sleep or slumber. I'll get up at the I'll get up at whatever time God wants me to get up. I'll put my face in the carpet. You're not having my family. You're not having my life. You're not having anything that belongs to me. I am the enemy of hell and I believe God. And all it takes is one man, one woman that will believe God. And God will give them everybody in their family. God will give them everybody in their neighborhood. You are not alone. You believe God. All the hosts of heaven are at your disposal. God Himself is acting on your behalf. I believe God. Hallelujah. 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 Don't you back off. Don't you back off. You're believing. You're believing. Don't lose your peace. Don't lose your joy. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. That settles it. That settles it. So with the boat still rocking. Paul said oh, don't worry eat because not a hair of your head's going to fall I know, I know what the doctor may have said I'm telling you it's not going that way hallelujah I, I know what your child might have said but I'm telling you it's not going to go that way hallelujah hallelujah and I, oh Lord I'll say it I'm telling you those that are believing for children believing for grandchildren you do whatever you want to do with what I'm about to say God's got a hook in their jaw God's got a hook in their jaw Amen. He's 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 shortening the line. There are people that are going to come into their life that are going to share the gospel with them. But pastor, they won't listen to me. I know that's why God's sending somebody else into their life. God's sending somebody into their life that they will listen to, that they will pay attention to. What is your job? Believe God. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they're not living right. Of course they're not living right. They're sinning. You believe God. Don't be moved by the sinning. Don't be moved by the sinning. I saw them the other day and they smelled like a brewery. Don't you be moved. Don't you be moved. Amen. But I saw them the other day and they were running with, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray and them. And running with Billy Bob and and Chiquita and and, and, and running with Ramon and Billy Joe and all. Don't you be moved. Don't you be moved. I said, don't you be moved. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. Get on. Start picking those demons off. Pop. Pick them off one by one. Put them in the sight of the word of God and just pick them off. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Stay in what God told you to do. When everybody else is giving up, you're on your knees. You're on your face. You're believing God. Things are changing. Hallelujah. 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 You are not of them that throw a couple scriptures at it. You're of them that wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you roll out of bed and you put your face in the carpet and you say, God, in the name of Jesus, I believe that my child's saved. I believe that my family is put back together. I believe that my body's healed. I'm not, I believe God. Amen. God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I believe him. I believe him. Verse 35, when he had thus spoken, he took bread, gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he broke it, he began to eat. And they were all of good cheer. And they took some meat. They were all of good cheer. And they took some meat. Now, I want you to see something, though. He told them, we got to walk this out. Because notice what he said in verse 25, 26. He said, we got to be cast on a certain island. You know the story. I don't have time to go to the end of the story. You know what happened? They let the boat drive, and it got stuck where two tides came in together, and it broke the the boat apart, destroyed it. But what did it say? Some swam to the island. Some were on barrels. Some were on broken pieces of the ship. Amen. They got there. They made it. Everybody lived. Why? Because one man believed God. Because one man believed God. Yeah, but their life doesn't look like their life. Their life is just falling apart. I know they're hanging on to that broken part of that ship. But you're there. You're you're there having seen all that happen. But you're believing God and you're telling them it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. Everything is going to turn around. Life will be better. It's going to be restored. Things are going to turn around. Just I believe God. And that might be your answer. How do you know things are going to change? Because I believe God. I believe God. Am I helping anybody? Notice Paul's at peace. Not a hair will fall from your head because he's believing you. I'm I'm telling you, you do whatever you want to do with what I'm telling you. God is working on your children. God is working on your grandchildren. The the devil, the very devil that would destroy their life if he could, that would turn their life into nothing if he could, he's the one telling you that they're not going to make it. He's the one telling you that they're going to die in their sin and go to hell. That's not God telling you that. That's the devil. And you don't believe the devil. You believe God believe you, devil. Amen. I don't care. I don't care if I never crease the sheets. I don't care if I never wrinkle my pillowcase. I'm telling you, somebody is the enemy of hell in my family, and that's me. And you are not going to have my family. You are not going to have my grandchildren. You are not going to have my children. You are not going to have anything that God gave me. When God brought them out of Egypt, Pharaoh said you can go, you adults can go, but you're going to leave the children, and you're going to leave the animals, and Moses said we will not leave a person and we will not leave one hoof in the land of bondage when we go we all go I'm telling you in the name of Jesus we are all going out God is going to make a difference in your life God's going to do it we're not leaving nothing behind we're not leaving anybody behind everything's coming out with us glory Do you see that? Do you see that? Hallelujah. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna seek God. If I gotta fast, I'm gonna fast. But I'm telling you, this is changing. I'm telling you, this thing is turning around. I'm not, I'm just not just going through a religious exercise. Somebody else might just go to sleep and not worry about it. I'm not worried, but I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna make up the hedge. God is looking for somebody to make up the hedge to make sure there's some intercession going on. We're praying for your children. We're praying for our children, we're praying for everybody that calls themselves a part of our body. And I'm telling you that the door is being shut on the devil and the the door is being shut on his plan because I believe God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, I'm trying to go on to this next verse. A <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do, do you hear me? That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. And don't, and don't let don't let anybody don't let anybody back you off. Don't, don't, don't let anybody slow your progress. Don't let anybody make you feel like that you're not believing good enough or that you're missing it somewhere. Listen, I don't care. I, don't, I, 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 I am so done with what anybody else thinks about me or thinks about what God has asked me to do. There's a job to be done. There are lives to be saved. There are cha- homes to be saved. There are changes to be seen in people's life. And it's going to take people that will stand up and fearlessly say, I believe God. Glory to God. Glory to God Hallelujah. Huh? Mark four, I got to be done. I'll try to end right here. I believe God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're making up the hedge. Don't worry about the work. Just keep putting it in. God will always look. D- Dwight L. Moody. Dwight L. Moody was led by the Lord to go to England. And he thought he was led by the Lord to go to England to get some rest. And to hear other ministers speak into his life. His his great uh, uh, church in Chicago had burnt to the ground. And they were building the church back. And Dwight Moody went to England. And when he got there, one of the pastors convinced him to minister in his service on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Well, he ministered on Sunday morning. And he said, it was the deadest atmosphere I had ever experienced. He said, I could not preach. I could hardly put two thoughts together. And he, and, he, and he told the people. He said, if you think it would do any good, you could come back tonight. I'll be preaching again. There was a lady that attended that service. And she went home. And she had a sister who was an invalid. that That, that, that could not get out of bed. Her sister was her carer. And she went home and she called her name and she said, Oh dear. She said, It was so wonderful today. A man from America spoke. She said, Who was it? She said, Dwight Moody. She said, Dwight Moody. She said, Take this food from me. She said, Don't bring me anything today. Don't bring me anything to eat. Don't bring me anything to drink. I will be fasting and praying. She said I have been fasting and praying for years that Dwight Moody would come to our nation and she said I will be fasting and praying all day and all night for that meeting tonight. Dwight Moody stepped in the pulpit that night and the power of God came on him and he preached a message and hundreds were converted by the power of God. See, people say what was the difference? Because the person that had been praying and interceding for him begin to pray and intercede because she knew he was there and the power of God met them there you know how many prayers have went up in this region how many prayers have went up for your family and the people in this region God is answering our prayers I'm telling you that 2023 2024 is just the beginning of what God wants to do we're going to be a part of it Don't quit. Don't quit. Hallelujah. We'll finish this later. Hallelujah. 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 Bow your heads with me real quick.